0: Hi, hi, hi. How are you doing? My name is Steve Vane and you're listening to VNs from Steve Vane, a podcast that is pretty much me sending you weekly voice messages on interesting experiences and impactful lessons that I gather as I journey through life. So today's voice note is about the Christian religion. Meadow. And at the end of it, I would I, I, like my intention is that you would know my top three reasons why i'm still a believer and hopefully have the same three reasons to ponder on for why you should believe in god through christ as well right so i mean if you know me you know that i am a christian and i'm vocal about my faith it is a a foundation this is literally the foundation of my life is the foundation of everything that i do um It's the foundation of my character. It's the foundation of my values. It's the foundation of my worldview, right? So, but it wasn't always like this, right? I, you know, grew up in a family where, you know, Christianity was the religion, but I didn't necessarily know why Christianity was the religion. I just know that, okay, you know, you just go to church every Sunday, you know, I, you know, I know like, They've said it to me many times, Jesus came, died and all of that, but it just didn't make sense. Like it just didn't like I never was able to appropriate it to myself. It never really like you know dawned on me per se to the point where I would believe it and my belief in it would like you know affect the way I lived. Right. So um fast forward to, you know, came into university uh i just i just uh, you know you know usually when people enter university it's two things is either you um if you enter that as a as a christian for example is either your christianity is tested as in what you claim to have believed from when we were younger it is tested and you are either you know proven to actually really believe or you lose yourself because you were never really like grounded in what you claim to believe you are just a church goer and there's a huge difference right so i got to school and then you know they were like pretty much like free to do anything i wanted to do i still lasted somehow in 100 level but from 200 level it was like bro (laughs) i just like pretty much like lost there and i just you know went in the opposite direction of god and christ all right so that's like the background of how things were and but not until like a year or a few months after graduating or finishing from school or actually like the same the same year actually 20 okay it was next year. i finished in 2019 so 2020 march 20 um the day after my birthday was when i pretty much woke up with like a very huge um disgust for the life that i was living at that point in time and then i was like okay god i need you to like actually and that was like the first time i was going to be asking god to like actually genuinely like help me like i've tried my best on my own to live a pure life to live a holy life but it just wasn't working out it's not working out so you god come help me if truly you can if people say that you can then do it for me and ladies and gentlemen from that day up until now i have been kept by the grace of god and i've grown in my faith and so me i just like generally you know uh look at that day as the day that i actually accepted life of christ because that was the day that i you know yielded control or yielded um yeah yielded control um over to God. So um before I give like a number of things that you know um three reasons why you know I'm still a believer. Okay, well let me let me just let me just even go straight to it. So I think firstly what is most important is the fact that it's the grace of God that plays the utmost role in the preservation of the faith of any believer myself inclusive so okay i'm gonna be opening the bible philippians Romans. i they sing this song regularly like if I'm looking for any parts in the New Testament, like my mind, I'm like thinking Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Apostolic, Romans, Cory, Cori, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Desires, Desires, Timothy, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrew, James, Peter, Peter, John, 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 Judah, Revelation. <laughs> if you don't know that song, uh, you, are, you are too young. <laughs> you're yeah, too young you're yeah, too young grow up grow up yeah okay i literally like sing that song whenever i'm like open Bible. so yeah philippians 2 verse 12 to 13 it says therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and so people tend to like out this verse out of context and say it is your responsibility to keep your salvation to keep yourself saved but that verse literally ends with a semicolon <laughs> meaning that there is an explanation for what he just said and that explanation is found in 13 so he says for it is god who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure so pretty much you're working at your salvation with fear and trembling is you yielding to god right to walk in you both to will and to do so the will as in the desire first of all to um you know to to um to to do god's will or to fulfill god's will as a believer comes from god himself right so it is the grace of god right that keeps and preserves the believers it's the spirit of god in us that keeps us in the bible says that we have been sealed by the holy spirit of promise so there's usually like this um argument in my mind of like oh people who claim to be christians and then eventually you know they do not eventually okay let me let me not go there (laughs) maybe another episode we'll talk about that one but anyways it is god that keeps and preserves the faith of any believer so first of all it's important to know that it's not by your devotion as important as devotion is it is not by your works it's not by you know what you are doing to keep yourself as important as, as those are you must first recognize that it's even god that gives you the power and the wisdom to even be able to do those things in the first place All right so secondly i'm constantly yielded to god which is like an offshoot of what i just mentioned right now i yield to god thereby appropriating his grace on my life so um so, there's something that, that I always say that um, the, one of the ultimate hindrances of mankind to accepting the salvation of God in Christ is pride. And now, pride, you know, dictionary meaning is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. Right? So a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from your own achievements is what is referred to as pride, dictionary meaning. So now if the Bible says, you know, look at let's just look at Romans three. Romans Cody Cody. <laughs> okay, before first cordy Romans three twenty-three to twenty-eight and it says um For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 24 says, Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So we see, how God has done things, right? All through these um, verses that we've read is God that has been doing. God set for Jesus as a propitiation. God, through his forbearance, passed over the sins that were previously committed. Uh, God justified freely by his grace, right? So in verse 27, now tells us, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? No, but by the law of faith. Literally, there is no boast that anybody can make to say that, oh, you know, they did something to save themselves, right? So if you did nothing to save yourself, it only goes to show that the fact that, you know, um, everything came from God, then it means that to be able to receive what comes from God that, that has that does not have your contribution in it, then you must definitely have, you know, conquered pride to a large extent. Because it doesn't make sense that, you know, you receive a salvation that, you know, your hand is not in it. So there's literally no pride, you know, in accepting the salvation that comes from God. So basically it means that I must have zero interest in feeling a deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from my own achievements, which is what we define pride as to be able to accept the salvation that comes from God, right? So also, if we look at Revelation 4.11, which is actually like my current favorite verse, it says that, it says that you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will, they exist and were created. All things are for thy pleasure. They are and were created. So, a wise man who agrees with this (laughs) is the wisest man ever created. Basically, the creator created you for his pleasure. I think we talked about that in like a a, a few episodes back or even the last episode. The creator created you for his pleasure. So, it's just wisdom for you to understand that the best thing I can do in my life is to do the will of the creator right and so you can't do that if you're proud you can't do that if you believe that you know you are where you are or you are who you are by your own power i mean nobody even you didn't bring yourself into the earth you could have died at the point of birth ah at the rap. oh god <laughs> but yeah you didn't do anything to be here right you didn't do anything to be preserved up until this point where you are even able to listen to this voice note like what have you done nothing you're not like what makes you different from every other person who has been deceased right so it just makes sense that you yield yourself to god and appropriate the grace of god on your life by faith so thirdly there is abundant evidence of the superiority of the christian religion in providing answers for eternity that's the third reason you know why i am still a believer like i have seen that there is abundant evidence you know of the fact that you know that 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 tends to the fact that you know christianity is the only religion that provides concrete answers to the questions of what happens when we die ask any other you know, person in any other religion, they'll tell you God will determine. But as believers, we understand that God has already determined and he has already made the provision available and he has already done everything necessary for mankind to be able to exist with him eternally in perfect bodies and perfect world and in a perfect world. So now I I termize like three things that pretty much serve us like, you know, strong evidence of the superiority of the christian religion and firstly it is that the material that forms the foundation of this faith of a christian faith is clearly divinely inspired so there's no other explanation for the existence of over 500 prophecies about the coming messiah you know by prophets and individuals who lived across thousands of years right how would you explain it that isaiah says something about jesus christ in isaiah 53 he prophesies you know that he will be bruised for our uh, transgressions how do you explain that malachi you know you know talks about christ you know zechariah prophesies about christ in another place it has it was prophesied that oh his clothed will be sold for thirty pieces of silver. In that place it was prophesied that he will ride on a donkey into Jerusalem. In another place was prophesied that he will be born of a virgin. Isaiah nine six, you know, like so many prophecies about God and let's not even get started on all the you know what is called the types and shadows. You know, the occurrences that happened, you know, in the past that prefigured what Jesus Christ was coming to do. For example, um abraham the sacrifice of uh isaac you know where isaac asked abraham where is the lamb and abraham says god will provide and indeed god provided the lamb and the lamb was sacrificed in place of um isaac so if isaac was actually sacrificed it would mean that oh abraham's works you know got him um right standing with god but what actually happened was that the lamb was provided by god Right, which is a typification of what actually Jesus came to do. Jesus was a lamb provided by God, came from God to serve as a propitiation for the sins of mankind. Right, so everything about the internal consistency of the content of the Bible clearly states that this is a divinely inspired piece, meaning it came from God. The Bible is a divinely inspired book, or actually divinely inspired collection of books. <laughs> that, self even makes more sense. And that leads me to like the second point. The fact that despite containing 66 different books written across thousands of years apart, the material is still the most internally consistent writing ever. It doesn't make any sense to me that you would see... 66 books written by different authors and they are all saying the same message in like thousands of years apart by very 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 diverse people like i mean it doesn't make sense that you see all of that and then you still say that oh people sat down and they man because they wanted to manipulate people they just create their stories i mean if you can believe your history books and believe the fact that your history books are not manipulating you to believe that, you know, there was actually slave trade, for example, right? If you can believe that, then why is the Bible now a problem for you to believe? Because as much as it is even a divine inspired book, it is historically, um, it's, a, it's a historical book as well, right? And it is a historical collection of books, rather. So, in fact, if they were actually manipulators that created this bible I've, i tweeted this thing a couple of days ago. I say, "I will follow these manipulators me, I will follow them <laughs> because what kind of wisdom is this? What kind of wisdom is this that you create such a like a book that can you know that is so internally consistent and then you know is even is transformed has been transforming the lives of people?" Thousands of years ago, and it's still transforming their lives still today. It's like you have you. I will follow you <laughs> if you do. If you are a manipulator that did this thing, if it's just one single person, I will still follow you, right? They are worthy of my followership if that's the case. But really, that's all. That's all. That all I just said is just banter. Cause the word of God, although written by men, is inspired by God, right? So Second Peter one verse twenty tells us that. Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, John, John, John. Okay, 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1 verse 20 says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. 21 says, For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. You know, in the Hebrews 1, it says, um, God who in time past and sundry man has had revealed himself to the prophets, um, and fathers of old so as in these last days um, revealed himself unto us by his son jesus christ so we see how that ev- the writings of the bible were inspired by the spirit of god right and so this reconnects back to uh, the reason number one that i gave in the fact that the bible is clearly divinely inspired so thirdly and most importantly is the fact that the progenitor of the Christian faith is alive today? The person we formed this faith, the person with this faith they founded upon, is alive today. Hallelujah to the glorious Lord of God. Historically proven, Jesus Day, Jesus Day, did. he day, he day, past day. And, and, and that's the crux of our faith. That's literally, it is a more than worthy crux. No other person that, in quotes, founded any other religion is alive today. We know where their coffins are. In fact, some people even like, you know, the coffin is where they worship, right? So if the person that you are following is dead, how do you think the person can provide you the keys to eternal life? Does it make any sense? Is it possible? I don't think so, right? Like, I mean, I would trust somebody that promises eternal life who is actually living eternally. And we see proof of how Jesus Christ, you know, is alive, historically proven, the grave is empty, nobody did it. Right? And we see his works. We see his works by his spirit, you know, in the lives of people who believe in him. We see him working in the world today. His spirit working in the world today. Right? So, 1 Corinthians 15, 12. um, Real quick. He said that... Uh, this is Apostle Paul talking to like Corinth Corinthians and he says that now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? So they were having some issues in the Corinthian church where some people were preaching that there was no resurrection of the dead and then Apostle Paul was addressing that and then he says in verse 13 that but if there is no resurrection of the dead then Christ is not risen. Meaning if you say that people that died believing in christ will not rise again now what you're telling us is that jesus christ himself is not risen from the dead and he now says verse 14 that and if christ is not risen then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty verse 15 says yes and we have found false witnesses of god because we have testified of god that he raised up christ whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Right? And it says in verse 18, then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Verse 19 says, in this life only, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable. Meaning that if our hope is only in this life, you know, if it was that Jesus Christ did not ri- rise from the dead, then we are to be pitied amongst all men. It means all the <laughs> persecution where we go suffer is all pointless. It means it's all pointless because we'd rather just not do any of these things. we rather just, you know, live our lives knowing fully well that when we die, that's the end. There is no resurrection. We are gone. Gone for good. We just disappear, poof, out of the thin air. But that's not the case. Because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, everyone who dies believing in him will also rise at the last day as well, right? And so the fact that Jesus Christ is alive today, like I can't find any other reason not to then believe in him, right? And at the end of the day, right, this resurrection of Jesus Christ is what allows us to even be called Christians in the first place right the word christians is basically people who live like christ you know jesus christ did not call his disciples christians people who saw how his disciples lived called them christians because they saw that they lived like the man called christ right so i mean these three reasons for these three reasons and more That's exactly why I am still a believer. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this helped to, um, if it was new to you, I hope it helped to give you something to think about. And if it is something you already know, trust me, it's always a joy to be reminded of what God has done for us in Christ. Like we can never hear the gospel enough. You know, we can never preach it enough. We can never hear it enough. It's always going to spark joy and spark rejoicing and spark great, you know, Jesus ah, Geez, what are you saying? <laughs> Why we were yet in our sins? God sent Christ. Christ died for us. Why we were yet in our sins? Why we didn't even know that we needed his sacrifice? So please share this to at least one person if it was insightful or helpful in a way. And yeah, I think going forward, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to make this podcast a, um, pretty much like a weekly study thing right because i've just like that's why i've not been consistent there hasn't been like any particular you know thing that you know i wanted to do on on the podcast so yeah and then i also need help if you're listening to this and you feel like you could help out with like making videos like short videos um of the episodes you know like picking like excerpts of the episodes and just like making it into like short reels and tiktoks that would be amazing i would appreciate that um uh yeah so if you have any experience like editing videos is very the direction i have in mind is a very um less not too stressful one so yeah please reach out let's collaborate let's share this gospel because that is the purpose for our existence all right see you at next see you next week <laughs> uh and let me know if there's any specific topic um relating to the practicality of christianity in our world today that you want me to talk about all right bye